Welcome to Gross Anatomy. Hi, Lauren. Are we live? Hi, Dr. Cohen. We are live with Gross Anatomy podcast where we explore the sights, smells, and sounds of medicine and how it pertains to pop culture, meaning books, movies, TV, and the world around us. And I am joined with the host with the most... Dr. Jason Cohen. We still don't know how to do that little part. Doctor, I feel like we it was an easier flow when it wasn't via Zoom. You know what I mean? Like right. I feel like we just did it. And now it's like yeah. and who are you? Talk, yeah, like we just did. I try not to talk over each other. It's a little bit harder. I know. And who are you? I'm Lauren Taylor. The hostess with the mostest. Yes. On this, uh, December is uh Hanukkah is officially over, right? Hanukkah's over. Yeah. We're heading heading into uh Christmas. So how did your Hanukkah go? Hanukkah was nice. The Festival of Lights. We actually referenced in one of our Instagram posts, I referenced the the Adam Sandler Hanukkah song. And you were saying that like the 25-year-olds that sometimes, you know, do work for you had no idea what the Hanukkah song was? Certainly, if you're Jewish, I think you'll know it. But I, I think if you're not Jewish and young, I don't I don't know if you'll know it. Unless you're a huge Adam Sandler fan, I think. I guess, yeah. Me, my family's a huge Adam Sandler fan, so we all know it. Right, but they're your family's older. Yeah, true. You know, that's why. But I think if you're a youngin, uh, you may you may not know it. He's on his fourth iteration of it. Did you know that? So he does them, or other people are doing it. He's done four versions already. Okay. No, I did Wait, not know that. I, he's definitely done three. I'm not, I, I think he's even done four, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure he's done four. Well, I'm going to have to watch that because yeah. I really enjoy him. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he, he talks about more current actors who, and, and celebs who are Jewish. So um, kids today would know the most recent one. Right. Well, so since it's the end of the year, it's coming to a close. I thought it would be fun to talk since we always talk. Movies and TV are our favorite thing. I kind of thought we would do a top of entertainment of 2021 just with movies and TV, not podcast entertainment, even though we've talked about a few podcasts or other kinds of entertainment like gaming, which we know nothing about. Just movies and TV. Gaming, that's true. Yeah. Or sport or sports, which you know a lot about. But don't worry. I went to the Laker game last night. You did? That's big time. It was fun. My sister who knows a lot of people through she's a political fundraiser was able to get me. I was trying to ask her if she could get me a whole box and she's like, I can't get you a box, but I could get you two tickets. Do you want them? So I took them. They were on the court front row. What do you know how much money that is for Lakers tickets? I, wow. I, I saw how much they, those tickets were. We had two seats and we sat very close to Ben Affleck and J Lo, like, and not only that, we were right in the right by the Lakers bench. I, I mean, I was a, uh, you know, just a couple of feet from you know the Lakers and LeBron and and all of that. It was pretty amazing. Wow. Well, so first question that our audience is going to want to know: How good did Ben Affleck and J Lo look up close? They looked pretty darn good. And yeah. you know what was really interesting though is. They kept looking my way and kept saying, who is that guy? Is that, <laughs> is that Dr. Jason Cohen? He looks really good. And they were shy. They didn't want to come up to you. Right. They were, they were a little reluctant. But you know what's funny, though, about, about, that, about, about that? You know, 
I was certainly an imposter sitting in that front row, but everybody who's in that front row looks at everybody else wondering, who is that person? Do I know that person? Are they? So, I mean, people were clearly checking us out too. It felt like just by nature of the fact of where we were sitting. Um, and they were, they probably said, oh, that's the host of Gross Anatomy. There he is right there. Um, <laughs> and there you go. I'm a huge NBA fan. But uh, I'm not, I can say this safely now that I'm not in LA, I'm not a Lakers fan. Um, but my favorite player and person of all times plays for the Lakers now, Russell Westbrook. So you yeah, got he was there. Yeah. I was, I was really close to him. I mean, we, we could have hugged. We were uh, that close. I love him. So that's, yeah. I mean, I don't care about JLo and Ben Affleck, but Russell Westbrook, I'm, I love a Russell Westbrook sighting. Why is he your favorite player of all time? He um, played for Oklahoma City Thunder, so he's a. Uh, there's my naivety. He's an Oklahoma guy for a long time. Nice, nice. It was it was fun. It was just so fun being. I like after that, like how could I go to a game and sit anywhere else now? So I can never go to a game again, you know. So you might be a basketball fan. We said we weren't going to talk sports entertainment, but here we go. Basketball is great. Well, going to games is it's just a whole. I mean it's so different. It's, it's just a show. It's, it's a spectacle. Right. The one thing I was doing though, is I know that each team has like team doctors or team. So I was looking, cause I, I thought I might've known who some of the team doctors are for different LA sports. So that's one thing I was looking, I was trying to find like the team doctor, but maybe they're, I don't know where, maybe they sit somewhere else, or maybe I didn't know the team doctor. I, I think I know some of the team doctors for some of the football uh, for the football, but I'm, I'm not totally sure. Like Rob Heisinger, um, who was right, a guest, right. Dr. Heisinger, who was a guest on our show, was a doc for the Raiders, I think, back right. in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, which and is I'm, very cool. So, I mean, you have known people that you've gone to school with that have gone on to be like pro athletes, doctors, or doctors for the team. Or I'm sure you've had people intern for you that have gone on to do stuff like that, probably. I don't, I don't really know anyone who's gone pro sports per se or maybe they work for like a college or something it seems right. like a great job yeah it really does working i mean it's just so fun it, mm-hmm. it really is a fun thing sports i have one good friend of mine that i one of my best friends that i grew up with that i really always thought he should have become um like a sports caster he to this day he's got that kind of personality and know-how and insight about sports and i and i think he you know, he does fine for himself, but he truly missed his calling, not becoming a sportscaster. It's really a shame. He would have been amazing. Well, what doc, we had a doctor on the show, but uh, he does his own like ESPN radio show. Dr. Clapper. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Clapper is like a great announcer too. Oh, he's fantastic. Dr. Robert Clapper. And he's, you know, a huge sports fan and and does this whole uh, ESPN sports talk. And, And he actually had me as a guest on his show talking about mentoring and that that was pretty fun. I, yeah. I really that. He's, He's great. A character. Yeah. He also makes a great announcer and has a, his own show on ESPN accordingly. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about our favorite entertainment and I guess we can end with um. So a lot of them aren't medical shows. Most all, none of them on my list for movies or TV are medical shows, but mm. I thought at the end we could do our favorite show that we've reviewed of the year. 
Okay. Uh, that did have medical ties, which is why we talked about it on the show. Well, I, I do have a favorite show and I'll, I'll, I'll let you go first. I do have a favorite show that's somewhat medical. Okay. We'll We're talking it. TV shows, meaning streaming. Show. I think that both of us only watch streaming TV pretty much. Or st- as, as opposed to? As opposed to cable. I don't think we watch anything on actual. Oh, Succession. Isn't that considered cable? Oh, it's HBO. It's not cable, right? Isn't that their tagline? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I have no idea. But I didn't see the most recent season. Did you? Um, yes, I did. Oh. So so we're doing TV first. Okay, so my top show of the year was White Lotus. I think it was. Wait, why are you starting with number one? Shouldn't you start okay. with the bottom and work your way up to the top? Okay, so I got three. You got three? You have three top TV shows? Yes. All right, you go first. Start with your number three. Make it exciting. Okay, so my number three is... A show on Hulu. It's called Nine Perfect Strangers with Nicole Kidman, Bobby Cannavale, and Melissa McCarthy, who actually um, they have great chemistry, like romantic chemistry. Melissa McCarthy and Bobby Cannavale. Like you don't really? expect it, but it's it's good. And it's Bobby Cannavale is a great actor. Yeah, it's a little like crazy and over the top, but I enjoyed it. Um, how many it's definitely crazy i don't think it's i don't know if it's gonna win any awards but it, it was enjoyable tv really and that's your top your third that's my third favorite. one you said go to yeah, that's your bottom. third favorite your number three favorite show of the year well okay so i separate my separated mine into um limited series which we're doing limited series right now okay so now we're doing limited series okay, okay. yeah so but that's not fair to you so if i had to do huh no, I want to hear it all. So that's limited. Okay. So that's number three. Okay. My limited. Yes. Okay. Is there any medical tie in at all? Anything medical happen in that show? Um, well, they do hallucinogenics, hallucinogenics, hallucinogenics. Um, so they do a lot of like, yeah, they do LSD. They do mushrooms. They do like mushrooms in their tea. It's like, these nine people come together for all different problems and they kind of drug them at first. So there is medical ties. Like they take their blood at first, they see like their medical history and they, they kind of drug them without their knowledge at first. And that's on Hulu. Yeah. I'm going to take it down as a show. I got to try to watch. It's an easy one. It's an easy one to binge. How many episodes? I honestly think there's nine or maybe there's eight. Okay. Not very many. And um, so, yeah, that would be my third for limited series. But um, Nicole Kidman, she's always a knockout performance. For me, Nicole Kidman's always going to be Moulin Rouge. She's great in that. And, you know, she's playing Lucille Ball. Oh, that that'll be great. Uh, Aaron Sorkin uh, directed. uh, And then Javier Bardem is uh, Desi. Oh, interesting. Ricky. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Desi. Wait, Desi Arnaz. Oh, yeah. 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 His real name is Desi Arnett. Yeah. Right? Sorry. But yeah. Okay. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So do you have a number three for limited series or should I just do my list and you just do your top? Do your list. Do your okay. List. So the second um, one I would say is Mayor of Easttown, which you still haven't really? seen. But that's like, that's an easy favorite. That's um, Kate Winslet. She's already won a lot of awards for it. But that was a fun one. And, and then, what's that about? So it's a, she plays a cop. Uh, It's like one, if I tell you what it sounds like, you'll feel like you've seen it a million times, but I I promise it's good and it's different. But so she's like this cop in this small town that's like riddled with drugs and stuff. And um, her son committed suicide. So she's dealing with that. It doesn't sound fun. It's not necessarily fun, 
Okay. But it's, it's good. Yeah. Okay. Mental health. Mental, it does have to do with mental health. So now that I'm saying this, I'm like, actually, a lot of them do have kind of a medical reference. So that's a mental wellness. Actually, it sounds like both of them are wellness, you know, mental wellness and mental health related so far. That's definitely true. Okay. Yeah. So then the next one is White Lotus. My top show of the year is White top Lotus. Top show altogether. Altogether. Wow. And top of the limited list. Is, I that, just... is that the hotel one? Yes. And what's what would you as far as writing? Because both you and I like to write, I think you would really appreciate it. Like the scenes, the dialogue that they deliver is just gorgeous. I think you should watch it. Okay, I added, I just added those to my to do list, even though it's I'm so behind. Okay, wow. do you have a top for limited series? Wait, why did you love White Lotus? Just from what I'm telling, like I feel like it. It's not often I see shows like where the monologue is just written so well. Like I've had, I, my husband too, he wanted to keep rewinding it. Like, you know, we just wanted to watch them deliver the dialogue again. And like, it was good. So limited series is a one and done kind of one season. And I guess that counts as limited series, but I'm not sure because it got picked up. So it got picked up for season two, but it's going to be completely different story and completely different cast. Oh, I get it. I get it. So I don't know. Did I see any limited series? I mean, I guess the um, the one about the the drug, the narcotic uh, dope sick is a limited series, right? Right. That would be a limited series. But I, that's definitely not a favorite. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I had a, a favorite limited series. I, I don't know. Squid Games considered a limit, but it, I don't even know if yeah, that's see, a favorite. Well, all right. I didn't we'll fall do away with, with the limited series. So would you say Squid Games is like your top? show of the year no i didn't i didn't really i I wouldn't even i mean it was entertaining but i i you mean my top limited series no you don't have a favorite top limited series let's think i I definitely don't have a top limited series i i do have some top shows but i'll i'll do that after you go i think okay you want me to go with like just top regular shows i know are coming back yeah okay so i i got three on this list too start with number three okay so number three is called the other two which I think a lot of people haven't seen. Or have you seen it? I've I've seen uh, the beginning of a few. Of, I, I've seen a few episodes in the beginning. From so the it beginning. took me a few to get into it because the characters are very sharp and it just takes a minute. But um, so season one was Comedy Central and then HBO Max picked it up. So season two, I just watched as well. And it's like with Molly Shannon and it's um, created by two SNL writers. And anyways, it's about the other two are like, Two struggling, like what I think they're like almost 30 year olds and their 13 year old brother just becomes like a pop star overnight. Like basically uh, Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber. Yeah. And so it's about how uh, it, that's why they're called the other two. They're not the big success story. I like I, I thought it was cute. It's something I would have kept watching, you know, if I had tons of time to watch TV. But but uh, but it, just not enough time to watch something like that. But uh, yeah, okay. no, I, I I thought it was really clever and cute and fun. I, yeah, I did too. And I what put it on the list basically because I feel like it's a show not a lot of people are talking about. So and what then, season did you watch? It was the second season you just watched? Yeah, second season got really good. Okay, yeah. So I'd recommend that show. And then number two is one everyone's talked about, so I don't even need, need to say much about it, but Hacks with James, Gene Smart. It's also on HBO Max. Hacks. You know it. We've talked about it. We did? Gene Smart plays... Um, she's a comedian. Like She has a Las Vegas residency. It's basically like a... She's kind of like a Joan Rivers type. 
Mm. You haven't seen that yet? No. You're one of the few people that hasn't seen it. Yeah. Hacks. So there's, yeah. All these recommendations are basically for you. Anything medical in that show? In that show, is there any medical spin? Um, not really. I think she gets dehydrated. I don't know. She okay? No, no, not really. Okay. Um, number one. Number one is oh well. Oh, I don't know. I don't really know the order, but I liked Only Murders in the Building as well. All those shows are coming back. The the um. Steve Martin, Martin Short. It was yeah. good. Yeah. Just cause I'm in the mood for light stuff nowadays. It's very light. Right. Yeah. No, it looked, I, I mean, that's something I would also love to watch, but just haven't, haven't had time. It's just been really limited now. You know, I'm doing a big commute every day. So I lose about 45 minutes each mm-hmm. way, half hour to 45 minutes each way of possible viewing time. So not, a, not oh, as much. I might have to start talking about more podcasts. Exactly. May have to start listening to podcasts. But yeah, those were all comedies. I think that's why I liked them. I've just been looking for comedies lately and they're hard to find. So what about you? What's your top show of the year? So before I talk about the top, you know, one thing about this year and TV for me, it's been about waiting. I feel like I've been waiting for certain shows to come back. That That's what, so like I'm waiting for, what's the Jason Bateman show? Ozark. I'm waiting for Ozark. I know. I'm actually surprised that's not out yet. And I'm waiting for Miss Maisel, you know, which I really loved. That's got to be that. I I think the trailer just dropped for that one. So that's got to be out soon. So so that's kind of what this year was for me was was kind of waiting for waiting for my shows. Now, I'm in the middle of this Israeli show that I think is also just beautifully done. Um, called Stissel, and it's uh, it's already in its in its third season. So I'm watching the third season slowly, and it's just it takes place in Israel. It's these very religious Hasidic Jews and their lives, but one of them wants to be an is an artist and wants to be an artist. So you know the fact that I was an art major in college and grew up Orthodox, but certainly not Hasidic, um, makes you know is what stirs it, it, it for me but it, it's just it's really well written and and there's good plot lines and and great characters and it's a family and their last name is Stissel um and uh you know and and dealing with religious Judaism trying to be in the world like one issue they're having is there's one of the couples um for whatever reason they don't go into it um, it's not safe for her to potentially have kids. So there's, is it okay to get a surrogate? Is that, you know, legally okay, according to strict orthodox? So it's just interesting, you know, there's health related stuff too in it. And, and it's just one, it's really so surprisingly sweet and wonderful. Very interesting. And it reminds me of the episode we did with ask the rabbi, where we had the rabbi from Cedar Sinai on. And he was saying that he wrote a book basically like to give Jewish Orthodox people uh, a better sense of what is okay and how, why it would be okay to like uh, have these surgeries or do certain things. And just as an aside, you know, you reminded me, I I think we talked about it on one of our, one of our Instagram or TikTok posts that, that maybe hasn't even gone live yet. I don't know if it will go live, but um, did we discuss it together? You and I, I, a few weeks ago, I had this religious patient. Did I tell you about that? 
No. It was an elderly um, religious Jewish patient who was already close to 90, I think, already had significant dementia and had heart issues and lung issues, but was very well taken care of by the patient's family. So, so the patient um, had, you know, this comfort life, but, but I, I think already had significant dementia and was pretty sick and supposedly was sick for about a week before being brought into the emergency room and comes into the emergency room. And I get called down to the emergency room where the patient now is major critically ill. You can't get any more critical than this patient was on a breathing machine already because the lungs stopped working. So on a ventilator already on medicine to keep the blood pressure and heart going because the heart was already being stressed and strained already not making much urine. So the kidneys were already failing and super sick because the patient's colon large intestine was twisted and it had been going on for probably close to a week, but now was at the point where it was about to kill this patient. Oddly enough, that disease, that illness is a surgically curable illness. The only way for the patient to have gotten better would have been with a surgery. And that could have potentially cured the patient. But the patient was so sick. And I had this talk with the family saying that I'm not sure the patient is so sick right now. I'm not sure if the patient will survive surgery, let alone if the patient does survive surgery, the patient likely won't even make it out of the intensive care unit. And even if it the patient does make it out of the intensive care unit. The patient will be on a breathing machine, likely with a tracheostomy, a hole in the neck, 100% with a colostomy where the stool comes to a bag, to the skin. And then already the patient has significant dementia. What, what kind of life would that even be if miraculously the patient survived the whole ordeal? And the, the family made me even talk to the the clergy that was close to them. And the clergy person wanted me to kind of say, give like odds, like what percentage? Is it more than 10% is less than that? And I said, I don't, I doubt it's more than 10%, you know, but I didn't want to get, I said, but, but I've seen miracles and miracles sometimes happen. But I said, I didn't think that it was, it was, you know, the necessary, the right thing to do. But I said, if you want me to do full court press, I'll take the patient to the operating room. And we wound up you know, the family decided after long talk and to to take the patient just for comfort measures, and the patient died very, very quickly. I think within within a, a couple hours at the most. Wait, on the surgery table? No, we didn't. Oh. No, we did oh. this. What does take him away for comfort? What does that mean? Like, oh, they just gave the patient medicine and and sedated them and gave them painkillers and just kept them comfortable. Okay. Um. And, and I, I don't even think it was an hour between going to the emergency room to going upstairs and getting some pain medicine. I, I don't know the interval, but I know that the family decided they just wanted to keep the patient comfortable. But I had a lot of guilt. And I, and I talked to uh, the cardiologist patient who I'm, who I'm close to called me and because I texted the cardiologist and said, and I, and I said to the cardiologist, I said, am I the angel of death by, by not insisting that we take this patient to the operating room? And he, and he said to me, no, you, you're doing the right thing. There's no way this patient should undergo surgery. But I, that, I'm so glad he, he said that to me. But, I, I, but, but it's I, your job. I'm sure that's not the first patient you've had 
to tell or tell their family that they probably won't survive the surgery. Correct. Right. It's not the first, but it's the, but you know, most recent and haven't had one in a while. So, right. That is very heartbreaking, hard to deal with. I'm sure I can imagine, but just, just out of curiosity, like in the past, when you said that, do they get a second opinion? Do most people just, or how does it even work? Or you say that and they're just like, okay. Sometimes they get a second opinion, but, but, um, but we, it was a whole group, you know, I talked to the family, I talked to the, the clergy, I talked to the cardiologist had a close relationship with the family and, and the cardiologist was all for not, not doing surgery. So, okay. so I think, you know, between the whole team and everything, I think um, they felt comfortable with the decision. And, and I guess the patient had significant dementia and, and knew the whole outcome that I think, I don't know, but it still, that's so hard. When a patient has dementia, does it just become all the family can decide for you? Yeah. Well, when the patient can't, can't, but the patient was already on a breathing machine. So couldn't consent anyway, the patient had no response. By the time I met the patient, the patient was on a breathing machine yeah. already sedated, you know, on right, you know, practically close to dying. You know, it, it, if not for those, the artificial stuff that was being done, the patient would have been dead. Oh, that's very heartbreaking. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know how I spoke oh, because I was talking about that TV show Stissel. Yeah. So that has. Yeah. So you deal with stuff like that in real life. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. So that, that was one show though, that I'm really enjoying. I'm not yet done with season three. And I think even though it's an Israeli show and with subtitles, I really recommend it. It's just, it, it's just done so well. The characters are great. The lead character is this, you know, he's in the beard and the, and the hat and everything, but, but in real life, he's like this super handsome guy, you know? So, um, so there's that appeal too, you know, seeing this, this, uh, attractive guy for, for women, for sure. But okay. even me, I could appreciate how handsome he is. That's and a then, good recommendation. Um, so season three came out this year or you don't know. Season three, I'm already in. Yeah. Okay. I, and I totally recommend it. I would love to hear you watch it. No, and I then, will watch it. I'm looking for shows. I was going to say the shows that I'm waiting for are Stranger Things and um, the oh, right. Gemstones. Right. But- so Stranger Things is the other one that I'm waiting for. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. I didn't know if you liked that show too. It's been like three I years like it to my kids, but yeah. And that also seems like, when is it coming already? When is yeah. it coming? Apparently not till next summer for some reason. Oh, wow. And yeah. what was the other one you mentioned? Um, it's called The Righteous Gemstones. It's a Danny McBride show on HBO. It's... um. I don't know if you like like Eastbound and Down. Like he's a he's a certain kind of comedy that might be too crass for you. I think. Yeah. No. I. I I'm not a huge Danny McBride fan. I I don't dislike him, but I like I don't gravitate towards his stuff. Well, then you definitely wouldn't like this show. But it's just a it's a type of comedy I like. Yeah. I did like, um, but I I didn't watch it all again just because of time. But I I did like the 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 other feel good show that everybody liked. The uh, that I'm blanking on its name. The Jason Sudeikis show, uh, the sports show, the soccer coach uh, in oh. it's his name. The name of the show is his Ed name. Lasso. Ed Lasso. Exactly. That's a feel good show, too, which is kind of nice to watch. But then my other two shows that I like and one of them is somewhat health related. Well, first and I, and I haven't I, I have finished one. I'll, I'll say that one last. But Big Mouth is the one I haven't finished yet. And that's in its new season that my kids already binged. And I've only watched some of the episodes and we talked about the Seinfeld episode, right? Mm -hmm. So Big Mouth, I love. 
And um, and I think this newest season was better than last season. So that's why. So since Big Mouth isn't done yet and then two shows I'm watching, I kind of gave an honorable mention to because I can't judge them fully because the season's not over. But Curb Your Enthusiasm um, and Succession, I'm still watching yeah. that I think are very good. I need to watch Succession this season. I, I haven't had a chance to yet. Part of my problem is, is I don't, I used to go to the gym and do the treadmill mm-hmm. um, and, or, or an elliptical. And then I would watch a show, but now that I'm Pelotoning, you can't, you can't watch a show when you're Pelotoning because you're following your instructor. You can't, could you even just use it as a regular treadmill or that's not an option? You could use the bicycle as a regular bicycle, but like part of the whole benefit of Peloton is like doing the class, you know, and. And when they say speed up, speed up, when you're like on a on a mountain, you know, they increase resistance. So, yeah. And that's what you pay for. So I get it. Exactly. So I'm trying to be a religious Pelotoner. Okay. so that's the problem. I'm blaming fitness with my uh, and COVID, I guess, with with my not watching shows. And, And then the last show, which I is the only show this season this year. I think it's one of the only shows that I actually finished that we talked about also that has some health relation is sex education that we just talked about. That was going to be, so I realized after talking to you that some of my top shows do have a medical relevance, but I was going to say sex education, as far as just like shows that we've just done an episode about sex education was my favorite. Yeah. It's, and you watch, you're all caught up with it. Yeah. I finished it. I binged it. It's a really fun show, isn't it? Yeah, they they have a lot of great characters in that show. And great character arcs. They're the the arcs are so good. Adam is just so great, isn't he? Yeah, how he's the one that like grows and changes the most. And his dad too, for that matter. True. Yes. Yeah. No, it's really great. Um so what would you say is your top show? So I said White Lotus is mine out of all. Maybe maybe that. Maybe maybe sex education, believe it okay. or not. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, and then we can do movies, but I have seen so few that I only have three on the list. And there's so many movies that are about to come out Christmas time, like before we can even get a, you know, or next year, technically. So what, um, go ahead. What do you got? What do you got? I watched King Richard. I oh, watched I see it. How was it? Re- number, I thought it was really your number three. That's your number three. Uh, I didn't really have an order for it. I can't because okay. there's only. There's only three that I could think. Only one did I actually see in the movie theater. It was the first time I've been to a movie theater in a long time. Which one? Uh, the French Dispatch, the Wes Anderson movie. I saw with my brother because we always see Wes Anderson movies in the theater. And it was so nice to go to the theater and see that with him. Where, where did you see it? Um, we saw it in L.A. downtown, a little theater. I forget. Oh, before where you moved? Yeah, I saw it before we moved. My, my daughter who just called want really wants to see that and i want to see it with her so how was that it's good it's it's like one of those movies i feel like i need to rewatch because it's like in four acts like if i feel like i'll i'll get more out of the second time i watch it but it was it was interesting for sure i watched a whole um like 12 to 15 minute thing about the movie so i so i i know what it's about and the aesthetic and all it looks gorgeous it looks amazing yeah. Right? It looks like a work of art. Yeah. It, well, there's definitely a lot about art in there. So you, you should see it. And then what else? Well, then the only one other one that I could think of was one you did not like. I liked Dune. I thought that was good. No, 
But I didn't see it in the theater and I had to stop it a few times just to figure out what was going on. So maybe that doesn't speak well for it. We saw it in theaters and someone even walked out. Really? Someone walked out. But I couldn't think of a, I mean, yeah, it's just not a lot of movies. Like I've been watching bad Christmas movies because there's not a lot of options right now. Well, I'm most looking forward to the movie that's coming out on my birthday in two days. Yes. West Side Story. I still haven't seen Ghostbusters. I oh, feel like right. there's a lot of movies coming out soon. So Yeah, a lot of good movies. Very exciting. My top three probably won't be my top three by the end of the year. Yeah. What would you say was your top movie of the year? Or have you not even seen enough to judge just like I feel like? I don't know. I, I, I really don't. Maybe next week's podcast will just be a re- review of West Side Story. Just I hope you're just so happy with it. You just want to talk about it the whole time. I hope I get. Uh, yeah, the plan is maybe to see it Sunday night. All right. Well, then maybe we'll talk more about our favorite movies in a few weeks after we see some more stuff. Sounds good. Sounds good. What else, Lauren? Um, Nothing else, really. Just, um, yeah, just been watching like uh, those Christmas movies they throw on the streaming platform. So if anybody's trying to, de- to debate which Christmas movie to watch on Netflix, I'd say go with A Castle for Christmas starring Brooke <laughs> Shields and Carrie Hughes from, is that how you say it? From Princess Bride, Carrie yeah. Hughes. Um, yeah, I'd say a castle for Christmas is, uh, the best of the bunch. A lot of them are pretty bad, but, uh, that one was decent. I was reading that, you know, once upon a time, they'd only have a couple of Christmas movies a year. Now they supposedly make an insane number of Christmas movies every year. Netflix just dropped an insane amount, or at least it's the first time I've ever noticed them. I've never watched them. Even new Christmas movies, you know? Right, right. Yeah, I think because they're cheaply made, probably. Right, they're cheaply made. And people made. have nothing to watch during the holidays. They're home. I, I don't think my kids have seen It's a Wonderful Life, you know? Oh, we should watch. That was my dad's favorite, so I've seen it many times. Was it? But I don't know if my kids would even be able to, you know, today the kids need, like, fast, fast, fast. You know, would they be able to even watch it? Or would they be insanely bored immediately? I think it actually moves better than you think it does but really? like i mean i don't know do they know like christmas vacation have they seen that that's hope oh, that's really funny they have chase yeah have they seen that one i don't know christmas vacation i don't know that still holds up i swear i think they might think it's funny i could be wrong really? okay what do you think is the best christmas movie of all time i'd probably say my favorite is christmas vacation really it's really good i mean chevy chase is like a comedy genius he's really good he is great and home uh, alone is also a great movie home alone is good it's Scrooge a wonderful life with bill murray it's a wonderful life Scrooge is great i agree you know what's actually a pretty cute movie it's a matthew mcconaughey movie um uh is, is that even a christmas movie oh Ghost i, christmas I never Pass. yeah Ghost i know what you're talking about it's with like jennifer garner but i never saw it is it good i'll watch it, it. It is pretty good. I do. I do like that movie. Okay. It sounds very Scrooge-like. So maybe it is Christmassy. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah. 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 It. It is. It is. It's Ghosts of Chris. Girlfriends of Christmas Past. So it's. It's a. It's a Scrooge twist. Okay. All right. Well, that I think that's some good recommendations of entertainment, TV entertainment of the year, streaming entertainment, whatever you want to call it. And there you go. And there you go. All right. Thanks, Doctor Cohen. Thanks, Lauren, in Oklahoma. Happy almost end of year. Happy almost new year. 
That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy and be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine. Gross Anatomy is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.